welcome to dm to gm this is the place where we answer your questions so you feel more comfortable playing games around the table i'm your dm from dungeons and dragons russ moore and i'm your gm from the end of time and other bothers sean howard and this week sean we have a big question from from a from a guy named sean we do and he didn't tell me what the question was <laughs> Okay. I love it. So I want to do an episode where we figure out what we don't agree on as GMs and DMs. Okay. Because we've had a we've had a lot of episodes where we're like, oh, we sort of agree there. Okay. So so uh so start thinking of things you think that you might be able to get me to disagree with you on. Okay. So Okay. Um okay, I'm gonna start with one that I'm pretty sure I can get you to disagree on. I need to get my notepad. <laughs> Here, notepad is number one. <laughs> Cheating on a dice roll. I say, yeah, that's what the screen is for. Russ? <laughs> this is a bad start because I've gotten called out for cheating on <laughs> dice rolls before, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> that is the problem with playing with your with your player and wife right beside you. Yeah. Uh, it was one of these moments where I, I, I was a player in the game. I wasn't running the game, but I was a player and I wanted something really cool to happen. And I know Tom wouldn't let it happen if the dice didn't tell it. So I rolled it. And I didn't scoop it. I just left it there. Um, but I was like, yeah, I rolled a 17 or whatever it was. And then I see Amy look down at my dice and then she just whispers loud enough to be heard in the mic. What's your plus? I'm like, nah. okay, but that's as a player. Okay. That's as a player as a yeah. GM. I, yeah, yeah. As yeah. a GM. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would you cheat? Would you cheat on a die roll? Yes. Okay. Damn. And I have. Yeah, me too. Okay. Okay, um, so we're so we're batting zero for one right we're batting now. Batting zero for right. one. Okay, uh, prepping. Here, here we go. I'll go to the next one. Prepping ahead of time. Sean, would you do it? How? What is that? Well, how do you define ahead of time? More than thirty minutes before people show up. See, I would say hour, but you okay, mean okay. More than an more than an hour before people show up. I don't think I'm a. <laughs> I would say I'm not like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do I answer theoretically or behaviorally, right? So behaviorally. The theoretically, I'm not opposed. Okay, I'm not violently opposed to the idea theoretically. Uh uh behaviorally, dear god, no. I it it is a rare it is a rare ray of sunlight in northern Canada that I uh that I actually prepare ahead of time. Um it's funny. I used to get so stressed out about it that Eli started doing this thing where he would make me go on a dog walk the day before and just pepper me with questions to get my brain started. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so Eli I would say, was forcing you to prep ahead. Yeah. He was tricking he was you into prepping ahead. Was, That's yeah. so good. Way to go, Eli. <laughs> Whereas you're what? Five days ahead. Um, I mean, in a, in a perfect world, like I'm, I'm one to two days ahead. Um, like I have, I have big overarching ideas that I have planned, but like session to session, it's, it's one to two days ahead. And then I only give myself, you know, two to four hours, depending on my schedule. Two to four hours. Yeah. I yeah. Very rarely, I, it was funny. The one shot I recently ran that you were part of that I prepped ahead. Uh, that was weird feeling. Yeah. It was. And you know what? It was good. Not that not that I'm saying your other stuff isn't good. I think it would have been better if it had been an hour ahead. I, no, I because you had <laughs> you, what did you have? You had characters, you had backstory, you had reason, you had location, <laughs> you had you had things figured out. That's true. I mean, we we didn't as players, but no, you know, no. that's that's the game. All right, play Monster uh, of the Week, everybody. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Making up a rule. Give me an example. So, uh, okay. So this is, so let's combine it. I'm going to combine these two. Basically, making up a rule in order to pretend that you know the rule. So I would say okay. I do this. E- early Russ? No. He was a very look at the book. Hold on. Stop play. <laughs> we need to figure out how this works. So Matthew Mercer, stop the game, open up, flip through. Yeah, because right. you don't want to yeah. get it wrong because D&D right. is sponsoring you, right? All that D&D money, yep. Now, I am a big fan of the ruling um, where I have a vague understanding of how maybe the rule works. Or maybe I don't, um, but playing it so that it makes sense within the world is more. If it's a die roll, just if it's high, like just do it. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, rulings over rules is where I land now. Old Russ, rules. Hardcore rules is written. Now, eh, what's a rule? Let's just right. play. We go four sessions without rolling a dice sometimes now. So, yeah. You? Yeah, I'd say old Sean would literally just make up a rule. Just, just. Basically, I guess we just call it lying. Yeah. Uh, new Sean would just be make a ruling or a house rule. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just be like, so, yeah, no, let's just move on. I'm going to I'm gonna foreshadow this episode by the end here and say that us hanging out together has changed each other in the way we play. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I got one. Middle of a battle. It's heated. It's intense. But there's a lot of rolling. It's boring, really. Mm-hmm. So you just cut to Dumont. You cut to battles over. You don't even tell the players. You're just like, they're like, they just did their last roll. It went horribly. And then you're like, you're standing on a plane, blood everywhere. You just cut to the battles over. Sean does this all the time. Russ? Never once have I done that. <laughs> we found we something. We found one. We, we found did it. One. No, never once have I not finished battle uh, that it's way. It's so fun. I have, I, I, I'm going to now, um, <laughs> but I have changed, like changed stat blocks on the fly if it's taking a long time. Yeah, we all do that. Absolutely. We all do. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, no one, no one can know that. No one really knows the difference. Like you can just mm-hmm. describe the character, you know, describe the character they're fighting differently. They get bloodier and bloodier, broken arms, bones sticking out. Now they realize that they're winning. It doesn't matter what the HP is necessarily at that moment. Um, but no, I have never done. But not because I didn't. I don't. Not because I don't think I wouldn't. But because it's not something I ever thought of. Like why okay. wouldn't you play out a? Why wouldn't you play out a battle to the end, even though it's boring, Sean? Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I yeah. don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we are agreeing on that too. Yeah. It's super fun. Like I love doing the ones like it's a horrible battle. Someone rolls horribly against the big bad. Right. Yeah. And then you just cut to the smell of smoke, the, the cries of soldiers, uh, right. Uh, the, the scent in the air. And then you're like, and there's only two of you standing on the field of battle. Uh, right. Yeah. And it's so fun for them that you just watch the players' eyes all go wide trying to figure out who's not standing. And they could be gone. They could be whatever. Right. Sure. Um, 
It's just a great moment, I find, for taking a battle that will drag on and on and then end in the same way after to cutting you right to the next moment of intensity, right? Like in the story. So in the, in that moment now, I guess um, I guess it could be a good conversation point. In that moment, you just let that linger or do you call out or do you, do you call out who's there or do you yeah. improv yeah, yeah. or do you improv I, I say just basically the two people who start talking are the ones in the scene? Well, you so know me. So I would I would, I would with the end of timetable, I'll often let the table if they look like they're going to step in, I'll let them decide who's not there. Sure. That's an sure. offer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. If my table wants to make the offer of who's not there, I'll totally run with it. Right. Um, but I'll also often just, I'll, I'll tease it just to give that moment of drama where they all suddenly realize what's happening. And then I I will often sometimes say, right, Egerton yeah. is not to be found or whatever. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, you can also just hang it on that moment and have them decide who's not there. Um Right. Yeah, and then it becomes finding that person or finding exactly. what happened basically, to that person. Yeah, it gets rid of. For me, I just get bored in the battle, but then sure. it also gets rid of what next at the end of a battle. It's like you're into. You could just sort of like, right? You could be like, um, and you do need to explain if it's a major battle, like what happened, right? Like you do need to have a way. So I'll usually yeah. have an NPC running up, like you know, uh, the general was seen riding north, but. And they'll be like, well, did you see a small blue, right? And then they're yeah. like, well, there was there was a big cage full of a bunch of people, right? I won't give them 100%, right? Like, Yeah, it's just the assumption then, that maybe they got swept up in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. I like that. It's, so, yeah. But yeah, not something I disagree with, but something that Damn, I just hadn't I thought, thought of. I know. Damn, I thought we'd have disagreement there. Okay. Yeah. Damn it. This show would be so much better if we're like- If we were you know, just the opposite people. <laughs> We're slowly becoming the same person, Sean. <laughs> There's got to be something else here. What What don't we agree on? What don't we agree on? I, I mean, I'm the things we joke. Trying to find it. That's I what know. I'm trying to find. I'm just saying, keep saying it until the thing comes. That's that's good brainstorming. Is you just keep saying the same thing over and over again <laughs> until it until it becomes something different. Go back and listen to our brainstorming ideas episode. Um, yeah, sexism and racism in our game. No, we're both against that. Yeah, both both against that. Go back and listen to our sexism and racism in your game episode. <laughs> this is just going to be, this is just the glossary of okay. all of our episodes. All right. Running a game when you don't yet know the rules. So you sit down, like you pick a game. Yeah. Do you read ahead or do you just sit down with everybody and just dive in? That's the question. Well, yeah. Well, not 100% because even I wouldn't do that. So I would like, like, let's say... You know, I've read the book. I've read through it. I'm. I don't get it. I'm not 100. percent Do right. you run the Do you run the game? Yeah, go back and listen to Facing Fate, season one and season two. I Damn, don't know the rules even to the end of the game. Yeah. Okay. We're on the yeah. same page. Okay, so uh, we'll throw it out to you <laughs> listeners out there. If if you think you have a question that might separate the wheat from the chaff or the rust from the shawn. Uh, please send it to us. Uh, you can email it to dm to gm at gmail.com. No, I got dm to gmcast at gmail.com. Or on our Discord, which you'll find a link to in the show notes, or on Twitter. We are, what are we on Twitter? 
I don't know. It's down in the description. We're on it's Facebook, down in the Twitter, description. and Disney, and Disney, and Disney, and Discord. <laughs> Links are down uh, in the description. Aaron, we're now being sued by Disney. And right. uh, if you think you have a question that might help, uh, or that you think you want to see, where where does Sean and, and Ross land? Maybe we can find some disagreement. But it sounds like we're in agreement. Yeah, sorry about that. I know this was like your big reveal, and then it's like, ah, but Sean, we're the same person. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Well, that's DM to GM, everyone. Uh, please get your game on, start your table, and get playing. I made up a new tagline. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is Yanni, and welcome to season two of Harlem Queen. Thank you for listening. The season picks up with the search for Michelle. You are listening to the Floyd J. Calvin program. And now, straight to the headlines. Manhattan debutante and socialite Michelle Mondesir has been kidnapped from her Connecticut boarding school. There is a tri-state search for Mademoiselle Mondesir, who is 15 years of age, Caucasian, and was last seen yesterday evening going to her dormitory. Stephanie is frantic and she risks all in order to find her missing daughter. We will find Michelle. There are troopers all along the New Jersey and Pennsylvania highways. That's not enough. Madame Stephanie St. Clair posted a $10,000 reward for information that leads to the safe return of Ms. Mondesir. You need to take down your reward, Stephanie. I will not. Those no-good couples are already saying she's dead. The connection between the debutante and the numbers queen is unclear. And Stephanie still has to contend with Luciano and Schultz plotting to push her out of her own turf. Word on the street is that it's Schultz. Who cares about a lost colored girl? This one is white. Fifth Avenue debutante, lot of money, well connected. And I want to find out why Stephanie is so fixated on the girl. Stephanie is highly invested in her safe return. What do you need me to do? I need you to cheese it. What about Sinclair? You tried to clip her twice. Is she pushing up daisies? No. We're going to get her another way. Even Halstein is suspicious. Is he truly a friend or a foe? She's putting herself behind the eight ball. There's something more there, and I need to find out. In the meantime, someone has to earn the money she's deciding not to earn. You have no power in this case, Stephanie. In fact, you're a liability. I will do everything in my power to get her home safe and sound. Listen up for season two. Harlem Queen is a recipient of the Lower Manhattan Cultural Council's Creative Engagement Grant. And once we all get through this safe and sound, we will have a live radio show of Harlem Queen this fall. More episodes to come. Take good care and stay well. Thank you.